right, so stay with me right here, okay? I got you. Hot take. The 69 position is overrated as fuck. That's not a hot take. Bro, it's overrated as fuck. It's not a hot take. You feel the same? I feel the same. <laughs> Bro, because... Let's just take turns. Look, because it sounds good, right? Like, it sounds... Ooh, 69, you do me, I do you. But... I guarantee you it's in nobody's top five sex positions. I'm sure mm-hmm. if I was to ask you, whatever, you, you'll list like six other things and then you'll remember, oh yeah, 69 is a thing and it still probably won't be in your top five. <laughs> You're absolutely right. We've done it. Like I've done it. I just feel like it's always, it's just so much going on. Like too much. Like, should I be enjoying the head that you giving me? Should, should, should I, should I have rolled the pillow up so I could prop my neck up? So I can catch, so like, it's so much going on. There's so much going on during this. Like, I don't, and by that time, I realized I'm out of it because I'm asking myself all these questions. Fuck, let me just get it going. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not a fan of it at all. By the time I done got to all the questions, my meat all halves medium. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're rocking the full chubby. Bro, I just, I don't know, dog. It is. I just, and uh, I don't like getting head in that position. You know, God talk. Honestly, it's not comfortable. It's not. Your it's teeth not. on the wrong side. <laughs> 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 Shit not arched properly. Yeah, man. And then if you doing your job right, she not doing her job right. Exactly. So now you don't stop. You don't arch back butthole in my in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't it sitting right there? Bomb, bomb. Like what am uh, I supposed? How balloon not pressed right? <laughs> Who is supposed to be enjoying this? And I know you. And then, the, and then the lady, the girl sitting on you, she I prefer, I'm hopefully, hopefully you're doing it that way and you're not on top because that's just even stranger. <laughs> like, how did y'all get in that position? That's just wrong. Now, if you're a dude and you're doing 69 and you're on top, you should be ashamed of yourself. At that point, you just fucking her face. <laughs> Got all your weight pressed on her chest. She Suffocating the poor girl. Bro, I'm just saying, like, at, at what at what point, at what point are we supposed to be enjoying? It? Who's getting fun out of it? At, at a certain point, y'all just y'all both just be like, let's let's just get started. <laughs> <laughs> See, I could get you doing it at a young age, you know, 19, 20, 21, some bullshit like that. Cause it's like, okay, I could scratch this off the book. I did this. I'm quote unquote freaky. But when you get older, you realize, like, hey man, that shit for the birds. That shit ain't that shit ain't fun. It's like I'm not a, I'll put it on it. I'm not a fan of fucking in the shower either. No, that's overrated. Like, it's cool. It looked good on TV. When y'all see Ghost and Angela from Power sitting in the shower, like that shit looked cool on TV. But actually, you getting rid of the moisture that I really need to be. Exactly. It just looked cool. That shit ain't cool. Maybe if you had like, I can understand, let's say you do like an Airbnb, one of these luxury homes. And they got like one of those rainfall type showers Come that on, you man. as a regular person don't have. And it's like, all right, the visuals for this finna be fire. So let's just do it so we could say we did it in this type of shower. We got to. But water don't mix well. Like you say, it take all the lubricant away. It's not fun. 
at all. That at surfboard all. shit, you know, that shit sound good on the song. Yeah. I don't wanna, I don't... It sound good on the song and it look good on TV. That shit don't translate well to real life. The logistics. It just don't. And then, you know, we average folks. So our showers ain't that big. Our sh- <laughs> if you put up two elbows like this, one of them elbows gonna be outside. Next thing you know, you got a wet flow. Somebody got to get that up. Shower curtain be damp. And if you got one of them shower doors, you're going to be hitting that door and you're going to hear that bitch rattle. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all can't even enjoy yourselves. She got to bend in uncomfortable positions. You got to bend in uncomfortable positions. It's just not enjoyable. Again, it'd be... That be that's the shower sex in '69. I call them bucket lit, bucket list sex moves. Just do it, just to say you did it. But then after you do it, you are gonna realize that you never want to do that shit again. It's like, dog, this shit ain't it. Nah, y'all fuck around, knock the knock the door off the track. <laughs> now you <laughs> now you gotta stop and jiggy jig and, and, and maneuver that bitch back on track. Like it's yeah, because if you don't do it now, water gonna get on your floor. Now your floor all wet, your rugs all. Off soggy, it might it just ruins everything. Like you, it just you know you can't do what you need to do. Exactly. As I get older, or as we all get older, you realize the positions that we thought was lame as a kid, like missionary and all that shit. Them the ones that really do hit. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. That's that's where the bread and butter at. A solid missionary, and fuck all that reverse cowgirl shit. A solid regular ride. This is another. Uh, <laughs> Hot take. Reverse cowgirl ain't all that either. I like regular rap. I want to see you. Enjoy like, me look at, as I enjoy yeah. you. Like, let's, I like a little eye contact. Call me, call me whack. For I was just about to say, eye contact is a big deal. I want to see facial expressions. Shit is hot. That's how I know if I'm, you know, that's how I yeah. know if I'm doing the right, you know, when you took that little extra breath, when I stopped you from breathing right in that moment, you know, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on to something. There you go. There you go. That reverse cut. All it. You just moving. See, the thing is, like, they they could get a bad angle on that easy and hurt you. Boy, you ain't said nothing but a word. Man, your shit ain't supposed to bend certain ways. Not man. like not in that direction. Fucking arch your back trying to catch that Shit though. And see, the thing is, like, we don't want to mess up the shit because we still want our nuts. So we'll take some pain before we'll say, hey, all right. <laughs> You're like, all right, let's switch positions now. She thinks she killing it. Oh, you like this, don't you? Nah, I don't. Let's let's move on. <laughs> shit hurts. Yo. <laughs> Once upon a time, I was dating this girl, right? And, um, she was giving me it, whatever. And she was, she's decided to use her teeth gently. <laughs> and, you know, I'm getting a little older. I'm like, you know, I hear pain, like, you know, it's supposed to. And, and for a while, it felt like, okay, this is different. <laughs> she started scraping your shit. Bro, when I say next day shit was raw. Bro, nigga called out the word. I called out a word. 
Bet you will try that shit again. Bro, I ain't even want to dog. When I tell you I sat in my bedroom at my old girl house, no pants on, no draw. She just needed to ask. Bro, shit was sensitive as fuck. I was like, what the fuck was I even thinking? I might not keep any of this shit. Because that shit is really <laughs> But in the moment, you wanted that nut. So you went through with it. It was like, ah, uh, uh. <laughs> This nigga Frank laughing too hard. Oh my God, please keep it. <laughs> man. Oh, we didn't name names this time. I look back, man. I was like, whoo, shit. That was a rough time. The stupid like, shit we did when we was younger, Just man, allowing people you. to experiment on us and shit. My God. And then the girl, when I told her about it, she's like, oh, I thought, you know, I thought guys kind of like, like just a little bit. I said, I mean... It was interesting at first, but boy. <laughs> I'll tell you quick, man. Don't do nothing that involves pain with me. I am not into none of that shit. Don't choke me. Don't pinch me. Don't slap me. None of that shit. I ain't into no kind. I ain't trying to hurt nothing, bro. It's supposed to be, <laughs> it's supposed to be all pleasurable. Supposed to be enjoying ourselves. Yeah, man. I ain't. I don't get how motherfuckers be into that shit. Choke me, hit me for fucking what? Like how you, how y'all get a nut off that shit? Like fucking pain don't feel good. I mean, speak for yourself, Frank. You know, don't don't kink shame. Let people live their life. I guess I just know I ain't into that shit. It ain't for you. Sorry. Nah, hell nah. It's all right. Fuck around, slap me, kill the whole movie. <laughs> Uh, this shit throw me all the way off. <laughs> like, goddamn. <laughs> How we get here? <laughs> like, the fuck is you doing? <laughs> now I'm serious. <laughs> like, you don't fuck up the whole vibe. Now I have to, I'm about to pull out. I'm about because I don't know who the fuck you are. I need to reevaluate what the fuck. Nigga, I wouldn't even need to pull out, man. My shit'll shrivel right off that motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, like nigga go soft so quick. Like, why you hit me? That's a question. Now y'all low key arguing. <laughs> Don't know what the fuck going on. How did we get I here? Had... <laughs> Honestly, how did we get here? I started the conversation. <laughs> oh man, what the fuck? Oh my god, man. Let's bring it in. Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, welcome to another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast. The podcast where two young professionals bring issues to the table and chop it up. I'm your host, Marvin, aka Turnpike Mars, it's your ladies for the streets, aka Dat Man Beyond. And the man to the right of me can only be Dr. Who Else But Me, Mr. I Can Only Be Who I Say I Be, the F and F and D. Frank, let's chop it up. Let's go, Frank. Let's go. Finally. <laughs> hey, how long it took you to rehearse that shit? I finally figured that shit out like Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> hey, I'm going to throw some applause up under this shit. So happy for you, man. Hey, Appreciate it. I tasked my dog. We were supposed to be coming up with nicknames from a long time ago. And Frank stayed with the F and F and D thing for so goddamn long. I was like, yo, I'm not going to come up with another one. 
until he say so. I even took one away this week because I was like, I ain't finna do all that. If Frank ain't gonna do all that with me, I ain't gonna do all that. But okay. I I got you. I like the Doctor Who. You really got, you really got a little, okay, I see you. You see me? I appreciate you. I see you. Oh, man. So earlier this week, me and you uh, had a brief discussion. I found a tweet that basically read that uh, having somebody cheat on you is similar to mourning the death of someone. And I sent it to you because I wanted your take on it. I appreciate your take. You typically have, well, I'm not going to say typically, you usually have a unique perspective on things and sometimes it differs from mine. And uh, I know personally when I read it, I didn't quite agree with it. But before I even told you that, I, I shot it to you and I wanted to hear what you had to say. And from what I understand, you agreed. You do feel. What I said to you was, and that's why we stopped after I said it. It was like, okay, we'll definitely bring it to the pot. But what I said to you was, I think any real relationship that you're a part of, once that relationship is gone, like say something drastic happens where y'all don't phase out of the relationship. Y'all are just done. The relationship is over. It stops abruptly. It stops abruptly. That person, that major portion of your life up and disappears, you mourn that. You don't mourn the person. You mourn that, like, that part of your life is now up and gone. Like, imagine, it's just like an, it's an instant, like, it's like ripping someone, like, it's almost like you're mourning a death. Like, that person is now gone out of your life, especially if they were a big part of your life. Maybe y'all lived together. Maybe y'all had whatever, whatever going on. Y'all spent major no, time I get together. Because I've been there. You know what I mean? So yeah. you do I in my personal opinion, you do mourn relationships. Like my last okay. major long relationship, um, it was for over we dated for over two years. And honestly, before it was over, I could already see that we were distancing ourselves. And I like I tell my friends who thought I'd get back with her eventually. I had already mourned the relationship in the tail months of the relationship. You know what I mean? Like it was already right. really bo- like it was already really hard, really tragic towards the end. And it, and when I tell you this person, me and this person weren't cheating on each other. It was nothing. We just grew apart. Grew apart and fell out of love. Yeah. I didn't hate the person when I left. I'm still very thankful. I met the I met the young lady. I I. I learned a lot from her. It made me a better person, but I knew that I couldn't be that person that she wanted me to be. And she couldn't be the person I wanted her to be. It just, the, the, the wires weren't connecting. But during that time, I was already kind of mourning the relationship. Those hurt feelings, the hard days and all of that, those emotional depression roller coasters that you go on. That's what that is. So I understood what they said about it being a, like you grieve it like a death. Now they said specifically in that tweet, I think you sent, you sent me the tweet and it said um, that cheating, when someone cheats on you, it's like, a, it's like a form of abuse. Right. And I don't know, I don't know if I'd take it that far, um, but it is an emotion, like if you think about it, when someone's cheating on you, they're lying to you, they're kind of manipulating you. It's kind of some sort of emotional abuse if you look at it. I didn't look at it that way until literally as I'm saying this to you and I literally just put up the tweet you sent me. I'm thinking about it and it is a form of emotional abuse if you think about it. 
Yes and no. And the reason I say yes and no, because cheating isn't something that's black and white. Um, people cheat for various reasons. Um, and it's now it, when, when you think of cheating, you think of somebody willingly stepping out and typically having sex with somebody else and then coming back and lying to their spouse about it and then doing it repeatedly. Now, if that's what you're thinking, then yes, that would fall under their, that person's definition of abuse. Okay. However, um, what also is cheating, but a lot of people don't see it that way is, is <clears throat> say you're involved in a relationship and the relationship is not giving you all that you need and slowly but surely you seek it elsewhere. Let's say, you know, you're in a book club and slowly but surely somebody in that book club is scratching that itch you have. And although you may think it's innocent, y'all may go grab a cup of coffee and discuss, you know, the latest Game of Thrones books or something. And then eventually that cup of coffee turns into lunch and then so forth and so forth. This old extra specific ass book club with Game of Thrones that you just- I'm just saying that <laughs> falls under cheating too. You know, Agreed. Sharing time. And but see that thing that there is not done with ill intent because honestly, at that point you're not thinking of screwing over your partner. You're you have a need that you're you're satisfying. Here's where I dispute that. Go ahead. When you get to a point where you're doing something and you don't want to tell your partner about it, that's I never said don't want to tell. Hell, people will tell their partner they're doing it. They don't think that they're doing it. That they don't think they're doing anything wrong at first. They downplay it. Oh, I just had lunch with a friend. They're not lying. They did have lunch with a friend, but they're not expressing what that lunch meant to them. So to That's them, lying. when they, huh? Lying by omission is lying. But I'm saying they don't think they're lying. Right. So it's not done with ill intent. So the first person they're lying to is themselves. So they're lying to themselves so that they, they don't, because you- That's all you, semantics. Okay. But the word, I think you're getting hung up on the word abuse as semantics. A little bit because whether it's done with ill intent or not cheating is happening and you know it's wrong even when even when you're in that moment and you're having those conversations and whatever whatever you kind of know it's something off about it because you know you're scratching the itch yeah but you kind of know it's off okay would you say if somebody was being abusive to somebody else, would you say that's something that's done with intent? They're intending to cause harm to somebody else? Not always. Okay, give me a situation where somebody's abusive and it's not done with intent. You see, we use the phrase hurt people hurt people a lot on this podcast. Right. A lot of people weren't... When you don't know that you're doing something fucked up or you were raised doing certain things a certain way, you just assume that what you're doing is right. Or what you're doing is, this is just the way things were always done that I saw, so I don't know that I'm doing something wrong. You don't always do it with intention. Just because you watch your, you watch your, your, say you watch your old boy uh, be, you know, be out here, be a sack chaser out here in the streets, doing whatever he wanted to do. You know, Papa was a Rolling Stone, and Mom's accepted it. That's what you saw. Those are your role models. Those are the two people closest to you. So if you see that play out, you just think that's kind of the thing. She's supposed to get used to that. That's just what you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not everything is done with intent. I'm just using that specifically as, a, as an example, but a lot of things that happen to people aren't done with it. The emotional 
emotional abuse isn't always done with intent. The way people talk to you, maybe that's just the way they were raised. Maybe that was the way they interacted with people for a long period of time. You ever here? Here's an example of not emotional abuse, but you ever date somebody? I'm just using this. You ever date somebody and things that they used to do in their old relationship, they trying to bring it into you, and you're like, that shit don't, that shit doesn't work for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. It's that same. It's that same thing. You spend a lot of time doing this one thing. You think that that's the way it works for every situation, and you may be emotionally abusing someone maybe i'm not explaining it perfect for you because I'm, I'm looking at your face as i say it but n- not knowing that you're doing something wrong doesn't mean you're not doing something wrong you know what i mean honestly i'm not listening to respond i'm listening to understand what you're saying because when i hear someone like in that tweet the way they said it the way i interpret it as is coming from somebody who's intentionally causing harm to somebody it's not it's not always true. And the thing is, I think when it comes to cheating, sometimes the other person isn't is not done to hurt you. Sometimes when you've been cheated on, honestly, it's it has nothing to do with you. And I think a lot of people take it as, oh, this person cheated on me, they did this to hurt me. When really, yes, you got hurt in the process, but it you were a casualty. Okay. Understood. It wasn't done to hurt you. So in that case, I wouldn't say that person is an abuser. Did you get hurt in the process? Yes. But did this person, did did that person do that act to, to cause harm to you? No, it wasn't done with you in mind. That person was being selfish. But even the lack of regard could be abuse, right? The neglect could be abuse, right? If you stop feeding your child, you didn't hurt her. You didn't do anything to her physically. But the neglect is abuse. The lack of regard for another, for that person who you had care for who you're supposed to have care for i trust you in my heart you trust me with mine i mean i make sure i say that right i trust you with my heart you trust me with yours you know what i mean there's a there's a responsibility that we have to one another so just because you neglect one side that doesn't mean it's a lack of abuse that's that could be a sign i'm not i like i said I understand what they're trying to say. I'm not saying I 100% agree with it, but I can see how it could be a level of emotional abuse. You don't see that? I can see even, it. I even just without don't think, intent? I'm just not going to paint it with the broad brush and say this applies to every No. Scenario. That's that's what no, I'm not getting at. at. Not at but all. I could I do see how that would that description would fit in some if not most cases. It's just I wouldn't paint it with the broad brush because there are instances where it's like, look, the, what was done had nothing to do with me. If I choose to get hurt by it, then that's on me. But honestly, what was done was a completely selfish act on that person's regard. They did what they felt was right for them. And I can't take that personally. Okay. If you choose to be hurt by it, you can't take it personally? So your lady cheats on you. Right. You you can't take that personally. You shouldn't take it personally. You should just choose not to take it personally. Yeah. Interesting. Break that down for me, Frank. Because say, because uh, you've been cheated on, Frank. I have. So have I. So for someone who's been cheated on, both of us. But see, this is a lesson I've learned after being cheated on that. Because when it happened, yeah, I took it personally, but then I've grown to learn that, honestly, she was just being human. She saw something she wanted. She went after it. It had nothing to do with me. 
I was being the best Frank I can be. And if the best Frank I can be wasn't suitable for this person, then so be it. Understood. You don't take, so what you're saying is you don't take responsibility for what happened. It wasn't on you. No. Okay. But was she wrong? Yeah. Okay. So, but because the way you're saying it is you choose to be hurt, but that person lied to you. That person did all these things to you. You can't just up and be like, oh, like that's your choice. And when that's I what say, you say I don't take a person, it's not saying, hey, you're not hurt. It's saying I'm not taking blame for this. This Understood. is not on me. Okay. I'm with that 100%. Maybe, okay, maybe I phrase that differently, but understand it's not your fault. Like it was the next person's decision to do what they did. Even if they were to say, oh, I cheated because you didn't make enough money. It was still that person's decision to go out and step out on you instead of just saying, hey, this isn't working out because you don't provide the security that I need. You want to know what that always boils down to? What exactly? Lack of communication. Whenever, right. whenever people don't communicate their wants and their needs, that's when shit like that happens. Now, if at the end of the day, I'm not scratching whatever itch it is financially, sexually, emotionally. I don't meet you in a good physical, like mental, mental plane where we don't have good conversation. Then either address it so that maybe there's something I can change to, to help you get to where you need to go so that we can make this better. Or peace out sayonara. We don't have to put each other through any emotional abuse going right. through all of that crap. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why communication to me is always like the biggest thing in a really communication trust I, I wholeheartedly agree wholeheartedly agree you know how people say divorce most times the thing that leads to divorce is usually finances yes i truly believe that most times the thing that leads to divorce is the lack of communication regarding finances because a lot of people who have finance issues is mostly because one person didn't tell the other person something else that was going on that's why I always boil it down to lack of communication and trust. Because see, in both in that same instance, you broke you're breaking both of those things. Lack of communi- communication and trust is a big thing, but also, um, and I guess this would this would be a subcategory of it. But expectations and learning to manage expectations in a relationship. Sometimes, what you may envision may not be what the other person is providing or capable of providing. So, like in our generation. And we had this conversation off air and I asked you how I was dating. And one of the reasons I asked you that was from what I, from the outside looking in on the dating pool, it seems damn near impossible to come across somebody who have realistic expectations because you have things like Facebook and Instagram and, you know, what they display on TV. And people honestly think that the typical guy is earning six figures, lives in such and such house, drives such and such car, and can go to Bali at the drop of a dime when in all actuality, most guys don't have it like that. So a lot of women develop this perception in their head of what a man should be and not understand what a man actually is. And the thing is, they hold you up to this perception that they build up in their heads. And it's like, how do you handle that? Like, on the flip side, as men, I could literally open my Instagram right now and I guarantee you in the first 
two scrolls, I'm going to find a half-naked woman on here. Maybe that's my fault for who I follow, but I guarantee you on any social media, I'm going to run into that. There's Right now, you can go on Instagram. We could look at a plethora of women. Like that expectations that you're talking about, we could find a girl right now that scratches every other itch. She, she meets you emotionally. She sucks your dick the way you want it to be sucked. She, she, like, she brings the bag with her. You know what I'm saying? She, she's literally everything that you want, but maybe she doesn't fit the package that you see on Instagram. So therefore you can't take her seriously. Can I ask you a personal question? Go ahead. Now, do you take those expectations with you when you date somebody? Do you compare them to the women you see on Instagram? Not, not really. I think we all, I think, I think the amount of social media that our generation takes on and I'll go back to me personally, but I think the amount of social media that our generation takes in, it's hard to not compare people because of the amount of these images that we consume. Now- Okay, let me rephrase that. Cause it's true. We all compare, it's a human thing. You, you, you compare it. Whether you realize you do it or not, you do it. In everything you do, you, you compare. You need something to, you need a measuring stick to, so you can gauge whether you like something or not. For lack of um, a better word. Right. For lack of a better word. Um, okay, I say this. Now, yeah, you you may compare. Maybe you sell something you like on Instagram, and now that becomes your 10. If you come across somebody, how does she measure up to your 10? You know, it doesn't mean she's horrible looking or anything, but she might not be as good looking as this person that you feel is, wow, I, this person is the most beautiful person I've seen. Now, what I'm saying is, Let's say on Instagram, the personality that these people portray, every time you see a video on somebody's page, they're twerking or they're talking about performing some type of sex act. So let's say you start to believe it's normal for a woman to talk about sex 24 hours, to twerk and to, you know, constantly brag about giving her man fellatio. And so now you think that's normal and that's the status quo. Now, do you take that into the dating world? Do you, when you approach women or when you come across a woman, do you think, okay, this would be normal for her to talk about sex often? And if she isn't talking about sex this often, then she's below status quo and I don't want to deal with this. Is that a mentality you take into dating? No, no. But I do, what I do take from that is that women are sexual creatures the same way we are i think men have a weird perception of women that the shit that we say in our group chat is is as crazy as it can get but i i look i my best friend is a girl i've known a lot of women 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 group chats be just as bad as us okay probably worse probably worse probably worse okay so what i do take from from that perception that small perception the I hate always bringing them up, but like the JT and the and the Young Miami and that, oh, okay. you know that that perception that women can be sexual and be getting money and all this other shit. That's that's one side of the many facets of women. You know what I mean? So I'll take that, but I won't be like my girl need to be like this. But there are other people who do that. You know what I mean? Since you ask me personally, that's my answer. But I know. Yeah, we know it happens. And I, that I don't subscribe to. You got to manage your expectations. That'll take you. 
That'll save you a lot of that'll save you a lot of pain from anxiety. That'll save you a lot of heartache. Just learn to manage your expectations. And I don't think I see that a lot from the outside looking in. I don't see that a lot in the dating world. Or with people, period. Like I think people's perception of the world around them is very skewed. Like you said, you were talking about managing your expectations. Um Here's a guy who who didn't manage a lot of these women's expectations because uh, they looked at him as a guy who was a relationship guru. I'm going to say self-proclaimed relationship guru, Mr. Derek J-A-X-N, because I refuse to call that nigga Derek Jackson if he can't spell his own name correctly. I just refuse. That nigga name is J-A-X-N as far as I'm concerned. We should have said what the dude said, I'm coming to America. His mama named Jackson, I'm going to call him Jackson. Exactly. <laughs> but um, so self-proclaimed uh, relationship advice, advisor, self-proclaimed relationship guru has multiple YouTubes, has created an entire platform on telling women the type of man that they need on calling out whenever a, a guy would get into some like public bullshit, like cheating or whatever in the public eye. He'd be the main nigga who wants to record a video in his car to tell women about why this guy is the worst man in the world and you shouldn't date this type of guy. That same man was doing all the same shit that he was getting on other people for. I mean, to sum it up briefly, he made a career on YouTube pandering to women. That's basically what he did. That's his target target demographic. Like I I right. didn't I didn't follow him. I don't I never followed him, but I knew women who like I, women I've even dated in my past who would literally you stay posting this nigga every time he every time he say something, it's a repost on your little page and all this other shit. And the reason I call it pandering is it it's nothing wrong to have women be your target demographic if you're if you're talking about dating or any other topic. The reason I say it's pandering because whenever there was an opportunity to to jump on another man or to come or to look like the good guy in a situation. That's what he did. And lo and behold, he wasn't living his, what people say, living their truth. He wasn't doing that. He was telling people what they wanted to hear to get the attention that he wanted. He was exhibiting uh, behaviors of an abuser by doing that. Ooh, speaking of. So what really brought more attention, because I remember hearing the rumors about it over the weekend, and right. I thought about putting it on the podcast last week, but it was just rumors. And I normally don't it like it. It was early. Yeah, it was I, fresh. You know, we normally don't like to jump on rumors. We didn't, we really weren't going to even talk about the, the Quavo and Saweetie thing at the time, because at the time it was rumors. And then the tweets were coming out literally as we were, as recording. We were recording. Right. So normally we don't like to jump on rumors, but this came out and he made his apology and he's sitting there completely clothed and like he dressed up make sure he wore his good tight shirt tight v-neck shirt so the girls could see he still fit he looked like he woke his wife up straight out the goddamn bed and say come we finna make a video that's it that's what it looked like too that's a perfect way to describe it <laughs> she came on there with her bonnet slash beret or whatever the hell she had on her helmet of righteousness we'll oh, get we gonna get into that bullshit there <laughs> <laughs> we gonna get into that so she came on and he's sitting there holding a hand, talking about, I know y'all have heard some things about 
Derek Jackson, where he's still talking about himself in the third person, which is isn't that kind of weird when people do that? Crazy to me. That is fucking crazy. He's sitting there holding her hand, the two hand hold. Like quick sidebar, quick sidebar. Have you ever met somebody in person who did that? No, I never have. I have. It is so strange. The whole time they're doing that, I thought they was actually referring to somebody else. Whole time they talking about themselves. And when I finally realized that, I was like, nigga, what is wrong with you? No, you got a problem. I don't, I've never met nobody like that, to be honest. I hope you do, just so, just so you can say, yeah, I met a crazy motherfucker who referred to themselves in the third person. Yeah, I met it's- The Rock once, and he did The Rock thing one time just so that he could do it in the third person. And he did that in the third person because, you know, The Rock always speaks about himself as The Rock. But that's the character, though. He's cool. The Rock is cool. Good. I, I don't disagree. <laughs> I don't disagree. I enjoyed it. I really appreciated him for doing it. He was my he's my favorite wrestler of all time. I don't like I'm not big on meeting celebrities, but if there were a list of celebrities that I that I wouldn't mind meeting because they honestly seem like genuine people, he's on that list. Like, and this is a quick sidebar. Bro, it ain't no such thing as a quick sidebar with you, but go. I know. <laughs> Anyways, and I'm gonna just say this one thing that I thought was really cool. A fan met him, right? And a fan tells him, hey, you know, I loved you in the movie Moana. Me and my daughter watch it all the time. And when your song comes on, I rap it to her. And The Rock is like, oh, yeah? He's like, do me a favor. Call your daughter on FaceTime. And the guy calls his daughter on FaceTime. The Rock takes his phone and with the girl's father, without telling the guy he was going to do it, he starts rapping the song. And then they both rap the song together to the guy's daughter on FaceTime. I thought that was so cool. He's a super cool dude. So Derek Jackson was sitting there holding his wife's hand. Hey, you know when you don't want nobody to pull away from you? You you hold their hand, you clasp their fingers, and then you put your hand over that shit. Like, he didn't want her to go nowhere. And he already strong, so you know she ain't going to pull away. Super strong. And he's sitting there going in extra detailed. Extra detailed. Well, you know, there was, like, he damn near was like, well, there was some fucking, you know, I busted wide open. And he's sitting there holding the girl head. And she's just sitting there like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and he finally let her talk. And she's like, mm-hmm, and, and, and I left. I left, okay? <laughs> I left and I stayed gone. But you back right here. Clasping his hand. Clasping his hand while you still got boogers in your eye. Fresh out the bed, mouth probably still dirty. Helmet of righteousness on your head. And you sitting up here defending this man or trying to defend him. I, I didn't watch the full eight minute video. You couldn't defend him, honestly, because from what I understand, the mistress involved is still on social media talking, telling is telling their business. Apparently there were multiple mistresses, as he told us while double clasping his wife's hand and all the sexual acts that they had done together. It was more than just talking. It was sex. It was this. It was that. And I'm sitting here like, at what point? Because in my mind, I was like, at what point is she going to hit him? Because I don't know the black the black women I've dated <laughs> in my lifetime. They're not going to just sit right there while that happens. That couldn't have been my wife. No. I'd have been. I'd have been fucked up. Video? Hell no. Nah. She wouldn't stand for that shit. She'd have kicked you through your chest. What? <laughs> She would have took my head clean off my shoulders. Got her all the way fucked up. Tell me about it. I wouldn't do that to her. (laughs) Bro. And then, like social media does, everybody started focusing on this girl. 
They're focusing that on the wife. threw me off, to be honest with you. Everyone focused on her because throughout his whole social media career, the platform that he's built, he never showed her. Ever. Mm -hmm. So the rollout, the woman who you hid, the, you know, how did Drake said it? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hide my son from the world. I hid the world from my son. Some clever. Some clever shit. That's what he was doing with his wife. Not a rollout of you introducing your wife to the world is this shit. That's fucked up. And the fact, and, and I, that, hit, that situation is the most, uh, like that shit look like it, there's some some sort of emotional abuse going on there. Uh, yeah, that situation, it, it, everything just didn't look right. But what really solidified it to me that just something is off was the video she put out. So the video you're referring to, you talk about the one where she was dressed like a No Limit soldier? <laughs> She had the army fatigue on and she put on her her her, her body slash beret. Correction. She had her cloak of grace, cloak her of helmet of, of righteousness. She was ready for war. She had put on the full armor of God. Yes. Full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck she's smoking. Next time I go to Colorado, I'm gonna ask for that shit. You're like, yeah, yeah, whatever y'all gave Derek Jackson wife, I want that shit. I was listening to to the uh, the Higher Learning podcast, and Rachel Lindsay said after she watched that video, that made her concerned for the wife. She said, she said like her her real friends, if she has any, need to do a wellness check on her because there's something very cultish and disconnected from the way she's speaking in in that video. That's interesting that Lindsay says that, because the thing is, again, the type of person, I mean, from the little bit that we saw, if Derek Jackson operates the way I think he does, which is the way a lot of typical abusers operate, she ain't got no friends. He is her friend. She ain't got nobody to, she doesn't have a support system. He's the support system. So, and, and before we continue, we don't know if he abused this girl or not. We're just giving it, you the impression that we got from the video. But like you said, it doesn't have to be physical. It could be emotional. Every video he's done, he did it solo. He never showed his wife, never brought her out. And now that your dirt, now that your name is being dragged through the dirt, this is when you bring her out. When 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 your when your image is being attacked. Not just your so image. You, he he built his entire platform on being this guy. I, right. I was I was listening to Kev on stage. You know who Kev on stage is from Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was listening to him talk about this. And I looked said, at that video you showed me. That shit was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, he said what he tells people when he talks to people about building their platforms and building their Instagrams or or social media or whatever, he said, you cannot build a platform being someone that you're not now you can be on camera you can be yourself your own actual personality turned up to a hundred that's one thing but that's you amplifying who you already are but being someone who you're totally not that will crumble everything his his platform is crumbled i'm sure there's gonna be some girls that stick around there because i mean he ain't no ugly dude i, I i'm a I'm secure enough in my manhood to understand that he's no ugly guy. Girls are on there for more than just his advice. Like we said, you know, he work out. 
he's pandering. He knows who his audience are. Exactly. He knows he has the look. And now he's just saying what they want to hear. That's all. But going back to what I was saying earlier, Rachel Lindsay makes a good point saying, you know, her friends should do a wellness check, but I don't believe she has any. Because if she did have friends, she probably wouldn't be in that predicament to begin with. If she had friends, the moment that all his all his news was hitting the streets, first of all, if that's if 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 somebody in your life is about to go through something that dramatic, you're gonna find out early on in the in, with, with the internet finding out. So if she had friends, the moment his name was starting to be dragged or drugged through the mud, her friends would have called her and said, "Hey, did you hear about Derek?" Or, hey, girl, take a look at this. Which at some point, they would have had a powwow with her. And then it would have came up in conversation saying, hey, he's going to make a video. He want me to be in it with him. At which point, those friends would have been like, "Uh uh-uh, that ain't it. Come over here. You need to get away from him. So if she had friends, she wouldn't have did that first video to begin with. So although Rachel makes a good point, her friends should do a wellness check. My thing is, she probably ain't got no friends. I mean, if that if that's the case, if what we're seeing is the case, maybe they did work it all out. Maybe they did go to God about everything and whatever, whatever. In 24 hours? No, no, no. Apparently what we were finding out was so, the way he the way he twisted it or spin spin the story was that we were finding out something that they had already dealt with months ago. She had already this had happened last year or had been going on four years, but it came to a head last year where she found out she left. He begged his way back into her life. They're back together. They overcame it. He already wrote a book about it that he sells online. Hmm. Now, could all this be an elaborate? Nah, maybe. Because now everybody's talking about him. But it tarnishes everything that he was before. Right. Now, if he's smart enough, he may pivot. He may find a way to pivot out of this. But when he was cheating before, he should have already, if he was real smart, he would have already pivoted out of this a long time ago and been pivoting into another realm. He should have pulled an eight mile and put his own stuff out there saying, hey, look, I remember I did this, this, and this, and this is how I saved my marriage. But since he didn't do that, he looks bad. The whole situation looks bad. Prayers to all those involved. I like honestly, the oh, only she reason. Praying. Oh, she got her armor of God. She praying. She going to war. She told you. She going to war for him. Uh, you know what's crazy? It's like I like I was telling you before. I remember there's girls who I've dated who used to like send me videos, and I'd be like, "Yo, I don't like this dude. Stop sending me this." No, because you know he, he what he's saying is real nice, and this this and that. It's real good. You know, a lot of men need to listen to this and. You know, he's speaking truth and all. Like, it's girls right now. I want to text just to be like, hey, what's going on? Anything new happen? It's, I'm telling you, there are girls who I never want to talk to again, who I specifically want to text just so I could talk about this. <laughs> choosing violence, huh? I, I woke up the next morning choosing violence. Like, man, I just want to be like, hey, how's your mom? Yeah, 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 that's good and all. You heard about Derek Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> Granted that he is pandering, but the although what is what he's saying makes it a lie, he's not living the truth, but does it make it wrong? 
Like, does he still have valid points with what he's saying? Although it is pandering, does he still have valid points with the advice he gives men? He doesn't give advice to men. He gives advice to women. Hmm. I need to go back and look at some of those videos. I've never, I never have to go back and look at any of those videos. I'm good. You ever notice <laughs> that the the relationship advice thing is always aimed towards women? As They're the woman. ones that eat it up. That's the demographic that eats it up. Maybe, maybe, but it's as if women don't know what it is that they want. So I, I heard a girl's take um, about how relationship advice, she finds it very, a lot of the relationship advice that gets given out um, is very misogynistic type of advice. Um, okay. Most of the most most of the most famous ones are it's men telling women how they should be or how they should perceive men in order to have a good relationship with a man. Oh yeah, like Steve Harvey books are famous for that type of shit. They made books out of it. Hey, ladies, act this way, and men will behave and do what you want them to do. Act like a lady, think like a man. <clears throat> he even made a movie about the shit. Two movies. It was a part two. Yeah, you're right. Two movies. Um, and it's, I just thought it was an interesting, it was an interesting, um, perspective. No, that's a definitely interesting perspective. Yeah. Never saw it that way, but she's right. Never saw it that way. It was, it was, when she said it, I was like, I wonder, and I really was trying to break my head and break my brain on what I can't, I'm trying to think of women who were out here giving relationship advice. You know what I mean? We pulled Steve Harvey right out of our brain just now. I can't even tell you a woman who's out here actually. And it's not just Steve Harvey. If you ask me, I could probably name about three or four guys. That's their thing. I mean, you got, um, what's the guy named? The new one. I think his name is Kevin. Kevin Samuels. The one that told the lady she's shaped like Barry Sanders and Emma Smith. I said, hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when he told that lady, it looked like she could shoot the A-gap. I said, that said nigga. He was like, how tall are you? Five eight, wait two twenty. You Emma Smith and Barry Sanders size. You can hit the A gap like a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, we are not laughing at that. No, that no, sick. no, no. I'm gonna be honest. The joke was funny. It was, it was fucked up that he said it, but the oh joke was God. funny. But here, here's as too, and I don't want to harp on him too much because I'm not a fan of him. That nigga, like I think what he does isn't helpful to anybody. Um, but the women who go on there and subject themselves to that shit, I don't have a lot of sympathy for because but you put be yourself fair, in that position. I mean, most of the videos that go viral is him coming down on women. There's a couple of videos. He came down on guys too. Agreed. Agreed. But I'm not- most of the videos we see is him coming at, coming at women. Um, so there's him. Kevin Samuels, who of course we named Steve Harvey. Then there was this Derek Jackson guy. There was another guy early in the Twitter, in Twitter days, I would say about 08, 09, maybe 2010. His name was like Che B. And he did a lot of that pandering to women. He was very popular. I want to say Tyrese at one point was giving these women advice on how to be a lady and bullshit like that. He was. Um, I mean, honestly, if we think about it, we can name quite a few guys who made careers telling women how to be women. Exactly. Which is crazy. Very much so. 
this situation had me when the Quavo and Sweetie situation was going on, we were more like reacting to it without really like assessing what was naturally happening. Like we, well, all we really did was confirm that y'all not together. You know what I mean? Right. And we didn't, at the time, I remember not even putting a lot of stock in it because we had seen these type of situations, especially within that same group that goes in and out and they eventually get back together. Right. So I wasn't putting too much stock into it. But now, since it's like official, they're not together, they're very, right. they unfollowed each other, which was the thing that sparked off this whole thing, which people are, you guys are crazy. People who notice who unfollows who. Yeah, like, like do y'all check this shit every day or something? Like, y'all must have downloaded some type of plug-in so that you know who, which celebrity unfollows what celebrity. Like, I don't, I don't have the time. I don't have the time to sit on Baller Alert or any of the other websites slash Instagram pages to know this type of shit. But thank y'all for, I guess, for noticing because I guess y'all made the truth come out a little faster. So after Sweetie put out her her statement, you know, pretty much saying that, you know, bags and presents and all this other shit won't, doesn't necessarily make up for the scars of people giving away love to other women, like essentially accusing Quavo of cheating. Quavo's response to me was, I, I brushed over it when we first did it. We read it and everything on the podcast. But when I, when I thought back on it, this was one of his responses. He said, I had love for you and disappointed you. You are not the woman I thought you were. I wish you nothing but the best. Because his whole thing was she put out their business and now he's disappointed in her. And I always and the find business it, you're referring to that she put out was her saying he cheated. That's the business. That's the business, right? And I always find it funny that people still like people will do you wrong and still expect you to respect the privacy of a relationship where you broke where they broke your heart you know what i mean like it's a very strange thing where you want to hold someone to a certain standard after you didn't hold yourself to a certain standard you know what i mean like it's a very i always find that really strange and i just don't understand like help me help me understand frank like how how is he disappointed in her no and honestly i can't make it make sense because it simply doesn't and but it's common though where where if somebody, nobody wants to be embarrassed. And that's the thing. If you know you've done something shitty and somebody were to call you out for it, the thing is, you know what you did was shitty. And once it's, once light is being brought to it, now you're forced to deal with it to the masses, if you will. And nobody want to do that. Nobody wants the world to see their dirty laundry. And that's basically what she did. And this wasn't his dirty laundry. It was their business. They shared it. So she had just as much right to say how she felt about the situation as he does. So she went ahead and she spoke her piece on her part of the situation. Hey, I feel this way because this happened. But now he know he doesn't have any legs to stand on to defend what he did. So now it's like, damn, you know, he comes out with his statement, which I think his statement was pretty immature. You weren't the woman I thought you were. There was no reason to say that. You were better off not saying nothing, actually. Cause he was in the wrong. Like at, when it boils down, he was the one in the wrong. Right. He was better off not saying that. And a lot of times, a lot of these people, when they come out with statements and shit, like, honestly, you're better off not saying anything. Just whatever's coming out, 
just let the shits let people say what the fuck they want. Don't say nothing. Because the thing is, nowadays people got the attention span of a goldfish. They'll say some shit about you this week, by next week or the next two weeks at the longest, something else is going to happen that's going to grab everybody's attention. Then eventually yesterday's news. Don't give anybody anything to hold on to. And now by you saying you're not the person I thought you was, and then it becomes news that you repossess the car. It's not good looks for you. Now, I'm not going to say let her keep the car that you're making payments on, but don't make it news. Yeah, uh, apparently that was a misunderstanding. He didn't repossess the car. So what happened? All I know is at the end of the day, she still got the car. Okay. Apparently there was some misunderstanding with what happened with that situation, but I, apparently he came out and said that that's not what that's not what was going on, and she still got the car. So, whatever, whatever. But okay. Even for it to get to that point, but that shows me the lack of regard he had for you know, like you're supposed to keep my privacy, like because I'm one of those people who don't like a lot of people in my business, right? I right. date who I'm dating. I do whatever. The people who know my girl know my girl. Um, I'm not for, I don't have like social media. Like I, let me tell you the day y'all see me posting my lady is the day. Like I show y'all the little engagement video <laughs> shit that y'all, that y'all be doing. That'd be like, you'll be like, Oh shit. And then the next yeah. time you're going to see her, guess when you're going to see her when I post the wedding photos <laughs> and I'm not hiding my girl. It's just, they don't need to be everybody's business. Everything, because I'm not going to post a picture so that I can leave a space for you to say, hey, in the comments, tell me about what you think about this picture and me and my relationship. I don't need all that. I don't need your no. just, I don't need anything from y'all. I'm happy over here. See, I don't have a lot of followers and, st and stuff on social media, so I don't mind posting my wife. I don't mind posting my daughters every now and then. But if I was a celebrity, if I, if I, I had a following. I wouldn't post none of that shit. Damn. You say I'm operating like I'm a celebrity and I'm not, huh? No, no, no. no I'm not saying that. Hey, Frank just told me I need to reevaluate my life. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is <laughs> I agree with you. Like, that is very personal and private moments with somebody you care for. And the thing is, like, when you post that, people see that comment section as an invitation to spew their negativity towards it. That I'm not a fan of. It's like, if you're not going to be happy for me, don't say nothing. But it's like they take it upon themselves to say, let me throw these jabs. And it's like, for what? Why? Like, yeah, what do you get out of that exactly? Staying on the Sweetie and Quavo thing, I also saw, uh, what's his name? Van Lathan posted a, a, a tweet and it said, I guess the Birkin bags didn't really matter, huh? <laughs> you know, that goes that goes back to what we were saying earlier with the expectations, because earlier in their relationship, Sweetie posted something about if he's not buying you Birkin bags or whatever. She said if if he's not buying you, if he can't buy you a Birkin bag or pay your bills, send him back to the streets. That was her words. Right. And and the thing is, I'm pretty sure she said that, you know, tongue in cheek. But a lot of people took that to heart. Like, yeah, she's right. If he can't get me the stuff I want, then, and it's like, do you understand how much that bag costs? Do you understand not everybody got it like that? And the thing is, if you're dealing with a man that does have it like that, trust me, 
I'm willing to bet you are not the only one he's dealing with. So what was all what I also heard somebody say was that there's a if you have a standard of this, right? There's a certain type of guy who's gonna buy you Birkin bags. There's a certain type of guy that's gonna buy you Birkin bags, pay all your bills, and they're gonna do all of that so that you now understand there's certain things he's gonna do as well. He's gonna take care of home, but he's gonna do his own thing on the side. I'm not saying everybody does that. And his rationale is gonna be like, look, I gave you everything you want. You're good. Let me do me. Yeah. I don't let it, I don't let it come to your doorstep. That's the understanding. Right. What what's what's what y'all girls love to put under a post? What's understood doesn't mean to be doesn't need to be explained. Still a little Wayne quotes. Hey. All I'm going to say is at the end of the day, I've been shooting icy emojis in Sweetie's DMs. So, hey, I mean, she want to come check me out. I told her I, got, I still got a little bit of my stimmy left. I could take her away from all this. <laughs> take her down the street. Hey, I'm, I'm going to get you out of there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Bro, Amen. Amen. Got shooters gonna shoot. So, sweetie, um, if you hear this, um, I'm looking for an icy girl. Um, you know, come holler at your boy. You know, like I said, I still got a little bit of my stemmy left, like a smooth, like you know, like three, four hundred dollars. You know, what I'm saying that's something I, I can get you flued out. You know, it's a I can get you on a jet blue flight. I got a friend who got a plan. Get you on a buddy pass. I like it. I hey. think she gonna. I think she gonna holler back. Yeah, I'm gonna tag it. I'm gonna tag it in the post when we, when we release it. Okay. You should. <laughs> hey man, on that note, man, give me a, give me a your new vibe of the week, man. We ain't gonna do old school this week. We're gonna do them both. But if you want to go old school first, we can do that. I, do. I always list them new than old, but it's fine. We can go. Let's go old school vibe of the week. Go. Okay, because <clears throat> I want to go with one of the greatest. Heartbreak songs ever that had to do with cheating. So the old school vibe of the week is Iman. Fuck it, I don't want you back. Dude, I remember when I first heard that song, that shit threw me off because I never heard nobody sing and harmonize cuss words before. 
that song's a classic. Hold on. Hold on. So I remember when I first heard that song, right? <laughs> I used to I used to have that song on a mixed CD. I know y'all kids like <laughs> I used to have this shit on a mixed CD. And it used to be next to this song. Hold on, I'm gonna find it. That okay. you made me pivot. This gonna be my new, this is gonna be my old old school vibe of the week. All right. So I remember when that came out. I used to have this song that I'm gonna play right now. And I had the remix right behind it. And they're going to be like, I want to know what you think about. want to know what you be about. want to know how it feels inside. want to be all up in your mind. I used to love that stupid song. <laughs> he had no business singing that in the eighth grade. <laughs> None whatsoever. Hey, man. I used to have that and the little, and the little Ooh I remix. <laughs> Hang on, no. The song slaps. To this day, it still slaps. To this day. Hey, you remember the good underground state 90 Boda Lover. Boda Lover 97.7. Yeah. Hey. I hate nigga. when he get in his vibe though, because he talks over half the song. Hey, hey. hey I remember when niggas would call for who somebody else in the house. He'd be like, hey, call me on the house phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, bro. Go with your new school vibe of the week. New school vibe of the week is a little lighter. Um if you guys are a fan of the podcast, me and Marvin talked about this uh, challenge that had us uh, occupying our time for a minute. So when the beat drops, you'll know what I'm talking about. Send your location, 
That was a song, a real song, all the way. Really? Yeah. Well, you don't like Doja Cat, huh? I don't care for it too much. It don't matter if I like it or not. I only cared about it because of one part. And I knew that once the lyrics came in, the video was about to stop. So I already hated the lyrics of the song anyway. Oh, that's how you feel about her? Because if you watch the silhouette, if you watch the silhouette challenge, you knew when the words started to come in that like you, you know, when that came in, the video was about to go off. And now the silhouette gone. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so man, I, like the, I honestly like the song. I think Doja Cat go. I knew. I know she had her issues online with the whole in racial group chat showing mm-hmm. feet and all that. But uh, I think the chick got charisma. I think she gonna get past all that and be a star. Okay. I don't. I don't knock it. Like I, I don't hate her or nothing like that. She's just not somebody who I. Yeah. Know, Go out my way to listen to. I don't either, but it's, it was brought to me, so I, I listened to it. I'm mad that that's your new school vibe of the week. How old that song is, sir? Silhouette Challenge was 2020, wasn't it? Was Everything it? feels forever ago. Everything feels forever ago. <laughs> Hell, didn't Hotline Bling come out in 2020? Hotline Bling? No, what, what was the Drake song that came out early 2020 and I didn't realize it? It wasn't Hotline Bling. Drake had a hit early 2020. And when you told me that it came out then, I was like, damn, I thought that song came out 2018. Tussie Slide. It was that one. It was a TikTok song. Yeah. Right foot yeah. up, left foot slide, left foot up. You know what somebody fucked my head up with? So when he's in a video, he's doing a dance for it. Somebody did the moonwalk, but the way... The way he's throwing out the dance move, the right foot up. When they do the moonwalk, they do it as he's calling out the move. And it's like, maybe the Tootsie Slide could be the moonwalk too. I got to find you that video and show it to you. Yeah, It made sense how they did the dance to it. Because, I mean, literally the moonwalk is you actually, you think, people think you're like doing this weird thing with your foot, but you're actually sliding one foot while you have the other right. one up. Yeah, it's a. I remember trying to learn how to do the moonwalk once upon a time on YouTube, long, long time ago. Probably like when I was like nineteen. Yeah, but yeah. Do you ever think we're gonna come across another music artist that has the influence that Michael Jackson had? I know, come close is Beyonce. Come close. I, 
yeah. Um, I, I would say as far as musical influence, I would say it's Michael Jackson. Then the next biggest artist to have that type of influence is Beyonce, but I don't think she comes close to She's not on his level? My, yeah, I'm saying? I don't think, yeah. Um, like, I don't, I don't think, think that's so. probably in our lifetime. I don't think, because man. I just, I don't think the world is what it was. The perception of celebrity right. what, isn't what it is now. Because back then, the the mystery of what a celebrity was like, like he really built on that, that whole mystery and being this like shy person and this, this, like he really built this whole facade of who he was, you know? The only celebrities that could get away with being private and still people being on a, on their tip is Beyonce. She Not, can even. St- Not even. And I'm going to tell She's- you why. Okay, go ahead. They're pretty private, right? Yes. They're pretty, like of the last of the, of the generation that are pretty private, but, but even they, still, they give out their life. Yeah, because now we know what their kids look like. We know what their kids' name and so forth. You're kids right. look like their names. Every concert that she goes to, she at the end of most of those big concerts that she does, she has like the family. There's like this one part where she's singing Halo or whatever song, and there's like a whole montage of her family background stuff with the kids. That people are so excited because they actually get to see it because you never really get to see the twins. You only see Blue when she allows you to, you know, stuff like that. Like her mom, Beyonce's mom is on Instagram. Blue mm. could be in the room talking to her, her grandmother. Bet you she don't be on that damn screen. <laughs> <laughs> and that just is what it is. You know what I mean? Like they show, they're right. private, but they give out. And I just right. think that age of privacy as a celebrity doesn't get you anything. At, at this point, people want you to be tangible. We want our celebrities to be real. The age of social media. They yeah. want to be like, they want to feel... I can reach, out, can reach out and touch you. Exactly. That's how Will Smith was able to breathe new life in his career. He became very active on social media. Definitely. So my new vibe of the week is a song I've been listening to for a while. And it just always been a good little vibe. When I say a while, it's been like two or three weeks. But it's called Gang Signs. It's Freddie Gibbs featuring Schoolboy Q. <laughs> In the town, get you knocked off. Take a chain and your ring and your ring. Yeah, I just wanna be the dick. Fuck a bad, it's the bitch. Bunny rabbit off the rip. Bunny rabbit, Rich is dead. Freddy Corleone, fuck 12, suck a dick. Every day I need a dope flip. I was on some rope shit. A nigga was a pope pimp. Do or die. Nigga, tell me on some hope shit. A nigga might as well kill his motherfucking self as a suicide. Got a dagger, let it rip. Nigga hopped up quick. So I had a double back, get him two times. I ain't new to this shit. Bitch, I'm true to this shit. Every morning I wake up and throw a gang sign. Uh. Uh, what he takes on that. I like that song. Freddie Gibbs is dope, man. I heard it like on a playlist and I was like, 
download. This shit right here got to go on a. This shit right here got to go on a play. Like it got to go on my playlist. Yeah, that that was hard. Yeah, man. The groovy. Yeah, he just like he found a pocket, and he stayed in it every day. That is the perfect song you play when you're driving and you ain't really got nowhere to go. You're just cruising. Love songs like that. Yeah, you know what it give me the feeling of? It's a song I talk about all the time. Tribe, Tribe by by J. Cole and that is a groovy song. I love that song, and I thank you for putting me onto that song. But I, what's the name? Is J. Cole and what's the name of the other artist? Boss. I need to look up more of his stuff. Oh, he 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 can fucking flow. Yeah. All let me tell you, it's something about all He's them part niggas of Earth on Dreamville. Gang. Oh, Dreamville. Okay. All them niggas on Dreamville. All them niggas on Dreamville can rap though. They got the kid. Uh, what's his name? JID or whatever. Yeah. He can rap. Mm. Little young what kid are- too. From what I understand, like, especially like listening to the Joe Bun podcast and just listening, hearing uh, a lot of the younger rappers now, the camps, when it comes to like rapping, J. Cole's camp and Kendrick Lamar camp, TDE and Dreamville, Hell yeah. they got the best rappers out right now. Like, skill wise, them two camps are nice. Hell yeah. Hopefully, J. Cole, uh, hopefully, uh, Kendrick drops something this year. I would love to hear from him. I mean, it's whatever. I don't mind it. You know how I feel about Kendrick. Kendrick is one hell of a rapper. Love him, but... Kendrick's a hell of a rapper. He's just not your cup of tea. He's he not my cup of tea. He's not my go-to. But I've listened. I, there's Kendrick, I like all his albums. I have nothing to say about any of them. Like, I have no bad That's the thing, thing to yeah. say. It's all about preference. Yeah, and I'm about to say, because especially with the, the album Damn, I would say it's... You just gotta fuck with it. If it ain't your if if it ain't your type of hip hop, then yeah, I get Damn it. Is, Damn is probably my favorite Kendrick album. Personally. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, songs in there I fuck with more. Or I started to fuck with Kendrick around that time. So that's the era of Kendrick I actually like. Man, I was I fucked with Kendrick since section 80. Tried, listen to it. Tried to listen to it. I it didn't it didn't vibe with me. It, I yeah, like was... Tempo Butterfly. I like uh What's Good Kid, one? Mad City. Good Kid, Mad City. Like, I like it, but... I first got on Kendrick because of GTA. Because on a hip-hop station, it plays two of his songs. It's a lot of... Let me tell you, it's a lot of video games that put me up on songs. I be, like, say I'm out on, a, like, a date or whatever, and, like, you will randomly hear a rock song that you heard playing Gran Turismo or some shit like that from back in the day. And you'll be like... You'll catch yourself singing it, and you'd be like, and, and the girl would be like, What's 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 this? What's I don't you know, I just got a, a diverse palette when it comes to music. <laughs> when it's literally, I just play video games. Like it's a song called Al 10. Matter of fact, that might be my old school to jam next week. It's called Al 10. That nigga said old I, school of the jam. Bro, what show are you on? You on the show every week? Old school vibe of the week. Old school vibe of the week. You know what I meant. Anyways, keeping it. So the song is called Al 10. And it's from that video game. You ever play? You had a Dreamcast? I did for a small minute. Did you ever play a game called Jet Set Radio? It was like rollerblading and tagging, like graffiti. Yeah. That game, the cool thing about it, like music was a big part of the game. Like you could unlock new songs and shit or whatever. One of the songs you can unlock was called Al 10 by a dude named Skate Goat Wax. The song was hard as shit. Like I loved it. 
And I've never heard that song anywhere else but other than that video game. Mm. That song to this day is on my phone. Certain songs just do that for you. Yeah. Ne- I've never. Is. I mean, I saw the video because I looked it up on YouTube, but never, ever heard that song on no MTV. Never heard the song. Nowhere. Nothing. Radio. None of that. Only on that video game. And it stuck with me ever since. When I had to download the song, I had to look it up by typing Jet Set Radio. I didn't even know the name of the song like that on like Kazaa or some shit. Hell no. But all right, man. Anything else you want to bring to the table? Nah, we good this week, boss. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, this has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Marvin, a.k.a. Turnpike Marv, because the ladies for the streets, a.k.a. That Man Beyond. And the man to the right of me can only be Dr. Who else but me, Mr. I am who I say I am, and I can only be who I say I be, the F and F and D, Frank. You can email us at the Samurai's Professional Podcast at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at the Samurai Pros. Hit us up with any comments, questions, or even topic suggestions. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at I can only be Frank. And where can they find you, Marvin? You can reach me on Twitter, Instagram, and Clubhouse at Marvin X Adams. This has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast. Peace. Peace.